0: The beautiful Latin Mass parts that we're now singing at the 10:30 a.m. Mass are known as the Misa de Angelis, the Mass of the Angels, because it's so beautiful. And before Mass, I was sort of humming the Creed in my uh, in my head in the sacristy, so uh, I'm, I'm, you might have caught it, right? Uh, Gloria. The Gloria. The Gloria starts with the Gloria, Gloria, and the Creed starts with Credo. And they gave me the note for the Gloria, and I sang Credo in Uno. So. I think 28 years, almost 28 years as a priest, I've never done the Creed at the time of the Gloria and the Gloria at the time of the Creed. So pardon me, You saw, and our, our cantor didn't miss a beat. She continued with the Gloria, not with the Creed, right? So <laughs> thank you, Erin. Erin Bullock is not just our cantor today. She's our director of liturgy and music for the parish, and she does a great job. So thanks to you and the organist for catching that. I'll, I'll make sure to sing Credo and not Gloria when it's time for the Creed, right? <laughs> you see how imperfect your priests are. Enough about imperfection. Let's talk about perfection, that is, Jesus. I think four points to meditate in these powerful readings this morning. Really, the, the Word of God is always so powerful, but I was really moved by the readings this morning. I'm good for a good, like, an hour, hour and a half, uh, homily this morning, right? You came for churching, right, this morning? Hmm? But you're saved by the fact that there's a Spanish Mass at uh, 12 noon, so we're going we're gonna to keep things going here. Four points, I think, that we can meditate. Uh, on these readings. First of all, remain in Jesus. He doesn't just give us a sort of a suggestion. He gives us an imperative. Remain in me. How do we remain in him? Well, as I'm always saying, those four fundamental pillars of the Christian life, beginning with, as he says, the word. He says, if you remain in me, you will remain in my word and listen to my word to remain in me. So, as we're doing here at Mass, of course, the Mass is the very center of our lives as Catholic Christians. The most important thing that we do the first half of the Mass, as you know, is the Liturgy of the Word. And when the Word is proclaimed at Mass, it is Christ Himself who speaks to us. But that should continue for us every day throughout the week. We should be steeped in the Word of God and allow the Lord to speak to us, to speak to our hearts, so that we can remain in Him. And the best way to do that is to combine it with that second pillar of the Christian life, which is prayer. When we prayerfully meditate the Word of God, we speak to the Lord from the heart and allow Him to speak to us, and we remain in Him. When we spend that quality time with Him, our Savior, our wisest and greatest friend every day. Of course, we remain in Him also by remaining faithful to His sacraments, His greatest gifts by which He pours His love, His grace into our hearts. That sacrament of penance by which we remain in Him by being By remaining in his grace, right, by by rooting out sin and remaining in his life and his grace. And, of course, the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, which we are unworthy but happy to come forward and receive, by which we truly remain in him, inasmuch as we receive his body and blood into our own selves and are truly one with him. Through word, through prayer, through sacrament, through fellowship, Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. We remain with him when we gather with other faithful and believers, and together we support one another as we make our pilgrim journey to the Promised Land. That's why in our parish especially, we're blessed to have so many small groups and other men's and women's groups where one can gather together with others and through that fellowship remain in Jesus by remaining with others who are also disciples of Jesus. My friends, we have to remain in him because, as he says, Without me, you can do nothing, right? Each one of us, don't we experience it every day? Each one of us is weak, imperfect, sinful. We need him. We need a love. We need a relationship. We need a person who is stronger and greater than we are. And of course, that is the Lord Jesus. Remain in me. Second point, if we remain in him, we will bear fruit, what is that fruit? He said, if you remain in me, you will bear fruit, you will become my disciples. Disciple is a Greek word which means student, but from the ancient times, it doesn't just mean like we think of students that go to a class and listen to a teacher. It, it meant being discipled and mentored by a master and seeking to become like the master, like the teacher. The Lord says, you will bear fruit if you become my disciples. That is, in our own lives, we will bear the fruit of conforming our lives to the lives of our master, of our great teacher. And the proof that we're disciples, as we heard in that second reading from the first letter of John, is that we are faithful to the commandments, right? A good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. That's the fundamental biblical principle of discernment. The proof that we are disciples of Jesus Christ, the proof that we have modeled our lives on him, the proof that he has transformed our lives, is that we are faithful to those commandments. We love God and we love neighbor. As that second reading from St. John says, Dear brothers and sisters, let us love not just in words, but in deeds. In deeds, in concrete deeds. That's the proof that we are his disciples. And another fruit of that discipleship is being missionaries, as he says, As we heard in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, Paul encounters the risen Jesus, and it says twice, he went out and boldly proclaimed the Lord. The fruit that we are called to bear through our encounter with the Lord Jesus is first for us to be disciples, that is, for our hearts to be transformed by him and become like our master, but then go forth and share with others what we ourselves have experienced and received. That is the fruit we bear, in a sense, internally as disciples and externally as missionaries. Remain in me. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Now the hard part. If we bear fruit, we will be pruned. What does that mean? Well, I don't know how many of you are gardeners, but you've seen pruning shears before. You know what I mean? Those thick, short, sharp shears that are used to prune bigger things. Uh, thicker things than just flowers, right? Well, the Lord Jesus, of course, is talking about the grapevine. And if you've ever seen a grapevine, it's really very gnarly and very tough and very strong. And the pruning shears that vine dressers, that people that work in vineyards use, are even thicker and stronger than your average garden pruning shears. So that's a very striking and very physical and very kind of violent image that the Lord uses. If you bear fruit, You will be pruned so you can bear more fruit. That is, in order to grow, it costs us something. Growth is painful, right? Growing in the Lord Jesus, allowing ourselves to be more and more discipled by him, leaving our sins and attachments behind and giving our lives to him means denying ourselves. It means dying to self. It means taking up our cross and following him. It means no longer being selfish and living for ourselves, but living for him and living for others. And that's hard. Like anything worth anything in life, being a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ costs. It costs effort, sacrifice, hard work, even, at times, pain and suffering. If you bear fruit, I will prune you so you can bear even more fruit. Fourth, if we don't remain in Jesus and bear fruit, we will be thrown into the fire and burned. There will be consequences. There will be judgment. As he says, anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch into fire and burned. Heaven is not automatic. Between our death, which is inevitable, and our heaven, there's this thing called judgment that we have to pass through. Now, my friends, we have been entrusted with the most precious gift in the world, the saving grace and gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is meant for all people. And we will be judged according to how we have borne fruit in our own lives as disciples, have we borne fruit in growing in holiness and faithfulness to the Lord Jesus and conforming our lives to his and being faithful to his commandments? As well as, have we been good missionaries? Have we really gone out and shared this good news with a world that is so desperately in need of it? This is what the Lord will ask us when we stand before his throne at the end of our lives. Remain in me. If you remain in me, you will produce great fruit. If you produce fruit, you will be pruned so you can produce more fruit. And in the end, you will be judged according to the fruit that you have have given." The Lord finishes by saying, "'Ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you.'" Let us ask the Lord Jesus in prayer to help make us truly faithful disciples that he will, we will allow ourselves to remain in him. We will live those four pillars of the Christian life daily, of listening to the word, praying, receiving the sacraments, and gathering in fellowship with other believers. Let us pray that those four pillars will lead us to be truly faithful disciples, transformed like our master, faithful to his commandments. And so then let us pray that based on that experience that has transformed our lives, we will be zealous and effective missionaries out in the world, bearing fruit in the conversion of those we encounter. Because we have been entrusted with the truth and goodness and beauty of the gospel for ourselves and for the world. Amen.